everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Applaud Her podcast. My guest this week is Robin Young. Robin is the founder and CEO of Robin Young & Co., a creative branding agency that engages a team of talented branding and design creatives. Robin is a creative visionary leading brands by helping them to establish their own brand identity and see their vision and mission come to life. By leveraging her skills, creativity, and education in the marketing and branding space, Robin Young and her team of talented creatives are defining what it means to connect people and brands. Please join me and enjoy Robin Young. How's your day going? Is it? Did you have a good day? Yeah, yeah. Monday. You know, it's so funny. I think um, when... When could when did this happen? I mean, I, I think most recently is when I moved um, offices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've actually really looked forward to Mondays. Like, I really look forward to coming into my office and like doing what I do. <laughs> that I'm sure really sets the tone for the week. Was your office primarily at home before, or did you have an office just somewhere else in the city? Yeah, no, I, I, um, I've always had an office outside of home. I mean, I have, I have a little desk in like a guest room in our place that I can work out of. I just yeah. don't find that I'm the kind of person who can work from home. <laughs> like I just, I don't get as much done there. And it's a kind of, it's a mindset thing for me. I don't know. I don't know that I can describe it other than that. But um, yeah, so I, I used to, my office was in downtown LA um, at a co-working space called Industrious. And I was there since literally day one of my business. And I just moved to a new Industrious location. So I'm still with the company <laughs> because my heart belongs to them. But yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at a new one that's in Pasadena which is just a little ways down the road from where I live. So yeah, it's, it's so nice being close to home. Yeah. I, I think I work the same way as you is having that structure. I mean, I can work at home, but I've um, visited or gotten to work out of a co-working space locally here, which was, it's called the good space. And they just started and I've noticed my mindset the same as you. It's just, it, it kind of is this open air, like you've just landed on this open field and there's so much space to kind of wander and build and discover. And um, not that that doesn't exist at home, but there's a certain structure in a, in a yes. formal office space. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and the funny, like super quick story about this, because not even remotely what we would plan to talk to, yeah. about today, but um, this space is, much bigger than my old office. My off, my old office seems like a shoebox compared to this one. And um, it's got a beautiful view and it's just, it's like a, it's like actually meant to be a four person office that I just have for me. And wow. so it really, <laughs> yeah, it really elevated my mindset, but you know, what's so funny is how that something so small, like that, not small, mm-hmm. but you know, like a, 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 a relatively, um, you know, uh, simple decision 
like mm -hmm. upgrading my office, how it can become the catalyst for something bigger. Cause now yes. it just makes me think like, okay, well <laughs> now I have, now I have a bigger rent to pay and now I need yeah. to start working with some, you know, bigger companies. And now right. I need to start generating more, you know, revenue and I need to scale my business. Like, it's so funny how it just becomes this domino effect. Um, and sometimes it, it, it works like that. It's just one single decision that you make that sets you on a path towards growing and expanding into something bigger. So uh, yeah. this is my moment. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like a, a relatively simple decision to just get a bigger office. Right. And, it, and it just set me on this new path, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah, I'm so glad you've reached that um, next level and that new have acquired this new larger platform for you to build upon your business. Being that I'm starting the podcast in a way like a business, I can relate to it on a much smaller scale, I'm sure. But it's all the little things like for me, even creating an email account and creating a website, like all of these are kind of vehicles or avenues for how to grow and for um, your clients to, or in my case, my audience to connect with me and to, you know, access what you're providing them. Yes. I think that, <laughs> I think that, you know, I used to always laugh when I would hear, I would listen to these interviews, you know, these successful, wildly successful people yeah. talking about how, they were just waiting at any moment for somebody to, you know, peek behind the curtain and be like, no, what are you doing here? You're a fraud. And <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> like, yes. And I, and I used to just laugh at this and now four years into my business, I would not call myself wildly successful, but we have had some success and I still feel that way. I still feel like I'm this, I don't know, little girl, like playing dress up or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like there's this, there's this part of me that still feels like I, I, um, I, I have to grow into my vision still, which I think is what makes it a good vision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's evolving yeah. and it grows yeah. with you. And I think there is definitely, you deserve to be recognized for your success because I see you as being successful. And I think, that's something that I've been questioning for myself and trying to create a, a greater outlook as far as like, what does success mean to me? Because I have heard other entrepreneurs and businesswomen and leaders talk about what success means to them. And even though I'm not formally a leader in my own field, and I guess I could consider myself a leader of my own business now, but what does success look like to me? And I think we all have our own definitions of it, but I would say you're successful. So yeah, it's funny how becoming a leader, you think it's going to be something externally that happens first. And yeah. it's not, it's not, it has to grow internally first. You become the leader from within before you become the leader from without. Is that, isn't that weird? <laughs> it's so yes. strange, but that's the, when I had that epiphany, I was like, holy cow. And it just kind of changed the way I prioritized everything. Now, everything, every bit of growth that I have, anytime that I think about what the future looks like for me for my company I mean yes we're one in the same but now we're expanding into you know, there's other people included in my company now right so you know it, 
it's just so funny. It's just so weird. I, I always thought that it would be, I don't know, I'd get a certain client. I'd do a certain speaking gig. I would, I don't know, have a certain amount of press or maybe like it would just be a certain media source. Like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what I thought would be the catalyst for it, but it turned out to be so wrong. I kept looking for it to come externally and it had to start internally. So. Yeah, that's so powerful because I feel like that's something that so many of us can relate to. Like we always... I think for me and others could probably relate where we feel like there is someone that's going to put the name tag on us and say, you're the leader. And I, and I would like for other women to recognize other women and say, I see the potential in you and I want to support you. That's what I hope this podcast does and is a catalyst for. But then at the same time, we, like you said, it becomes semi intrinsic where Maybe it's an amalgamation of all of our qualities and characteristics and and a bit of courage that then we realize, like, I can be a leader. I can be a business owner. I can take control over whatever my vision is and see it come to life. Yeah, I mean, to use the proverbial, you know, seat at the table, I don't yeah. think that the, the leader is the person who is invited to the table. I think mm-hmm. the leader is the first person to sit down. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, like there's yeah. just a certain amount of initiative that comes with it. And yes, yeah, I, I totally get it. I think we're all kind of waiting for that invitation. But I don't know. Just I've never been somebody who's just been invited to the table. Like I I feel like every opportunity I've had, every bit of, you know, substantial growth, every every great position I've had, like I've never been handed any of it. I've always had to go and like actively seek it myself. <laughs> so I guess I just, I maybe I just come from this place where I think, oh, this must be how everybody does it. I don't actually know, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I feel like we're all on the same track of building, building the, the track as we go. But I think we can all be a little bit better at helping each other and, and pitching in where we can. But I'm also of the same mindset is you I was actually thinking about that in a different analogy I heard recently the same analogy in a different example from another podcast was we need to I feel as women we need to be better at inviting more women to the table and inviting and creating more seats at the table I think why not I as far as the discussion of of building and creating I am kind of approaching our analogy is if there aren't enough seats, I'll just go build a chair and create my seat at the table. Is that possible? Do you think that's yes. something we could do? <laughs> yeah, actually, I like that that goes a step further, like, because there have been plenty of times where I've been in positions, not, not as much in this business, because the, the great part about being an entrepreneur, about being a business owner is that you do build your own seat. Um, but I think that I have always had that mindset I didn't you know my title was just a formality (laughs) a lot of times I was building my seat at the table at other companies I would work for 
like, yes, they would hire me under this title, but I would always try and come outside of those boundaries because I just wanted more. I felt like I was always this perpetual square peg trying to fit in this round hole. You would think that that would make me completely unemployable, but I think actually what's so interesting, so many businesses are now looking for entrepreneurial minded people because they're starting to recognize the, the value that they have. Um, they just, you know, they, they, uh, they're more innovative. They care more. They, they think outside of the box. They troubleshoot better. They manage, they tend to um, manage situations better. They don't always manage people better. <laughs> we're, we're, yes. we're, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're uh, classically not great people managers um, <laughs> because we're creatives, you know, by nature. Yeah. Um, I think I've been, I think even though this is technically my first business, Technically it is. I think I've been an entrepreneur all my life, you know? Yeah. When we're, when we're looking at it through that lens, when we're looking at it with that definition of having to make your own luck, of having to create your own future, of having to build your own seat. I love that analogy. <laughs> love yeah. I, yeah. I'm so glad we're, at, we're sitting at the same table. <laughs> same. I would say you carry so much courage in everything you've built. Where do you think your courage comes from? You know, I did not have an easy upbringing. Um, I was, you know, widely uh, 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 raised by basically a single mom. And she had three of us kids and she was a teacher. And man, did she do a great job. But now that I'm a mom, and I, and I have a wonderful supportive husband who's just fantastic and like really carries the torch at home. I can appreciate how hard it must have been to do what she did, to work and try and be a mom to three girls. Um, and, you know, I had to be kind of scrappy. <laughs> like I had, there was not, you know, we weren't poor, but we were certainly not rich either. And, um, and I just felt like there were certainly those times where we had to be resourceful. My mom was really good at that. And she was really strong in so many ways. Um, she was, you know, she, she'll be the first person to admit she was not creative and she was not an entrepreneur, not by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I do think that um, to some degree that, that that kind of upbringing, um, it just made me more resourceful. Um, and maybe even allowed me to have a thicker skin. I think mm -hmm. I've learned so much more from the hardships in life than I have from the win. I'm not somebody who felt like I had an easy time. Like I, I had to work really hard even in school as I was growing up. I was smart, I did well, Yeah. but I had to work at it. It wasn't something that just came easily to me. Um, and I think that that could pretty much describe like most of my professional career too. Like, like I said, I was never, I never ever felt that I was handed any opportunity, any great opportunity I had. I never was handed it. So I always kind of had to be super creative and resourceful with what I had. Um, and I think that part of my strength just comes from learning how to pull myself up from the boot from my bootstrap you know like learning yes. how to be really scrappy I guess it just prepares you for that because you you know I, I've had a time in my life where I had 
we, I was balancing off of unemployment, a serving job, and the little bit of money that I could make as a stylist. This is what I was doing when I first moved to LA. I was a, I was a, trying to be a fashion stylist, and this was right in the middle of a, our first recession. I mean, it's funny yeah. to look at. You know, this was only ten years ago, even though that sounds like so long, it really wasn't. Right. And uh, and so you know, I I I ended up moving because I was going to lose my apartment. So I sold everything that wouldn't fit into my like two door Mustang <laughs> and moved across country just kind of on a whim. And man, even that sort of life experience, I think really prepared me, really gave me like a tough outer skin because it, what it taught me was that I don't really need anything. I don't really need anything. I can I can go back down to zero and still start up again. If you strip me away from even this beautiful office with all of its lovely things in it, and yeah. I and I love and appreciate them, but like I recognize that they are not part of me. <laughs> I am me. Like me, I am. I am this you know little bit of cells and and the experiences and the knowledge and the you know, mindset that I have. And, and, and that's what I am. I am not, I'm not my house. I'm not my car. I'm not my things, you know? So when you realize that, when you, when you, I think as a person, when you realize that it gives you the capacity to take some bigger risks, I think, to step outside of the boundaries more, to think outside of your box more. So as much as it was really hard going through that as an experience as a young person, I mean, I was so, I was so um, embarrassed to have had that kind of failure, especially as, you know, somebody who <laughs> was a straight A student and, you know, yeah. really like I, I, I was like a, a good kid and I just wanted to like make my parents proud and it, it was a hard experience to go through. Um, but I'm so grateful now, looking back retrospectively, I'm so grateful to have had that experience because it made me who I am today. Yeah, what a great lesson to have learned. And I think it's one of those things that you could only have learned um, by doing on your own. I want to ask you a little bit more about, because I know we're talking about your company and your business, and I want to make sure we highlight that. And I wanted to start by asking you, what prompted you to start um, Robin Young and Co. and to make that shift from your corporate career into becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd love to be able to tell you that I had some like immaculate vision for what yeah. I've already <laughs> built, but no, it was not that. I just like so many other people who start businesses. I just wanted it. It started purely selfish first it started by just wanting a better life for myself you know I wanted more freedom I I wanted more creative carte blanche I wanted more you know flexibility in my schedule I wanted to god forbid be able to have a family and continue to climb in my career I mean I can't even (laughs) we could have a whole separate podcast recording just on that you know I I wanted I wanted things that I wasn't finding in any other job and so I just started something that was based off of what I wanted 
what it became though was a kind of rebel pirate ship <laughs> for all of the for all of the creatives that wanted that you know we're a very sort of new age agency and and what that means is is that we're we don't have employees. I don't, I don't think of my creatives as, you know, you're my subordinates. Like they're, they're running their own businesses. They jump onto projects because they're passionate about them. And I think of them as my equals. Yes. I'm there to, you know, lead the herd (laughs) so that somebody can kind of be the decision maker. But there is not a moment or a decision where I wouldn't hear from my creatives. Like if they disagreed with me, I would say, okay, interesting. Tell me more. Like I actually encourage that kind of behavior um, because I'm not always right. And I don't know everything. And I want to hear their opinions, especially if they're, if they, you know, feel strongly about them. So we're very different in how we run things and how we do things. Um, I think also, uh, I am somebody who really loves to find young creative talent and cultivate it. I'm, I, I joke that I'm sort of like the money ball of the creative agency world because <laughs> I'm sort of saying, you know, I'm, I'm still retaining a lot of my like scrappy you know, <laughs> methodology that I feel like I've grown up with. And, um, and I find those like really talented diamond in the rug and they tend to be people who are just great team assets they're they're team players they're fun to be with they're you know they have great ideas and even if it doesn't you know even if they haven't come from some sexy other agency or they haven't worked on these like big commercial brands I don't care (laughs) I don't care I just care that they have do great work and that they have a solid work ethic and that they want to work with us you know, that they're actually passionate about what we're doing, that they're brought into the vision. I care way more about that than I do about how much experience they have. Um, the other thing that makes us a little bit different is that everybody makes the same amount. So regardless of how much time you have, how much experience you have, um, if you're doing the same work, you get paid the same amount. Men and women make the same. Um, people who've got one to three years experience make the same as the people who get, you know, who've worked five to 10 years experience. my conversation with Robin Young. Stay tuned after this short break and listen to Who Inspires Her. So I just wanted to ask you as our last question for the evening, as an integral part of the Applaud Her podcast and community, I would like to end our chat by asking you to share, share and highlight a woman in your life or women who have a quality skill or characteristic you admire and I want to join you in sending them or her an applause. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Oh my gosh, I have to look at this for a second. Okay. You know, I think it would be my, my younger sister. I love my older sister. Well, let me get let me give shout outs to both of my sisters. Okay. Because my my older sister has such a strong faith. She's <laughs> Christian and she has just such a strong faith and um and also like she just is somebody who's so good at like the nurturing more like I don't know, like 
better at just like nurturing her friendships and her relationships. She's such a good friend to her friends. And I've always admired that about her. And then my little sister is somebody who's just so comfortable <laughs> in her own skin. Like, I swear she kind of like came out of the womb, just accepted, like already accepting who she was, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of independence and like individuality, I don't know. I think it's taken me a lot longer to develop than it took her. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, I admire both of your sisters too. They sound like incredible women and I'm going to send them both a big applause. And I am so glad that we got to have this conversation and I learned so much from you. Thank you so much, Robin. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. I, I, I love talking about this stuff. So it's such, it's such a joy for me. Thank you for having me. Here's an extra special message from our guest, Robin Young. Enjoy. You know, and, and if I can leave you with one thing for, you know, especially for your, um, your listeners who are not, you know, who maybe haven't been, who, who, who aren't there yet, don't, you know, they may still be asking themselves or still trying to find their way. Let me just say that it took me a very long time to get to this place, like a very long time. Um, I was 32 when I started my business. I, I you know, I, I wasn't young by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and also, it's funny, I, had, I went through so many like, you know, workshops and finding your creative career and, you know, cre- crafting a path for your, you know, unique path for yourself. And I can't tell you how many times I would try these exercises or, you know, courses or moved jobs around or just trying to find my thing. And I go back to a time where, you know, years and years and years and years ago, even before I became a stylist, where I used to, (laughs) every, every month, I used to cut out these uh, magazines, just these like little images from magazines, and I would just create these moods. And I didn't even know that they were mood boards, but I was creating mood boards, <laughs> and I just loved doing it. I loved it, and I didn't. It wasn't like I was doing it. I wasn't doing it for a job. I wasn't doing it for school. I was just doing it for me. I had no idea that I would do this so much later in life, or that this would become part of my work. You know. Um, it was just this little thing it was just this like little passion that I had this like little thing that I just loved doing and I think it those things stick with you they stay with you and 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 yeah it'll take a few times and yes you may get up and stumble and get up and stumble and get up and stumble but you know what just keep getting up just keep trying I promise you you will find whatever your thing is just keep going after it you know, and don't forget, don't forget, like really listen to those little things that bring joy, you know, because you can always, you know, I've I've seen people turn some pretty bizarre things, some pretty bizarre (laughs) passions into fully money-making careers. So trust me when I say that you can take almost anything and make money from it if you know how to do that. Like if you know how to do it, if you can, if you can figure out a way to monetize it and make it 
useful to somebody else. So just keep after it. Thank you so much for leaving us with that really, really valuable piece of advice. I know I'm going to take a lot from it. So thank you so much, Robin. Yeah, of course. I am so glad you joined me in my conversation with Robin Young. I was so inspired and motivated by Robin's tenacity grit and courage to start her own business and I hope it was just as inspiring and motivating for you as well. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating or a review. It will help us and others to discover these remarkable stories. Thank you so much and remember, let's advocate for each other.